five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> what is going on, mixed martial arts, energized maniacs? How are you doing? That was actually, that was a great start. That was a great start. I have to give yeah, it to you there. MMA maniacs. That's what I think we're going with. That was perfect, yeah. If you like MMA maniacs, let us know. Drop us a DM on Instagram. Yeah. This, yeah. out of all the segments, between this one, the rugby one, and the football one, this one got the most listens to the last one. Yeah, so a lot of big mixed martial arts maniacs out there. Yeah. Um. So, Barry. Yeah. Tell us. Welcome the welcome the audience. Okay. Uh, how's it going? First of all, we're <laughs> going to kick it off with the show today on the update with Conor McGregor because that is our most asked question every week. Yeah. Um. But before we do that, quick little note that we would like to ask something from you guys. If you guys listen to this on iTunes, we're reaching you up on iTunes now. And if you do, please give us a review. Five stars is better. Better than four. So give us five stars. Let us know and support the lads in the show. And then also, if you do have any feedback, feel free to drop us a DM on the gram. We will get back to you as always. So yes, Barry, Conor McGregor, the Burger King. <laughs> the, bur- the, the Burger Champ Champ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we're also going to go over UC222 that was on in Las Vegas. Because the question is now, do the UC have a new superstar? And then we're going to look over all the latest news on Bellator and Bama. And also, is the best heavyweight fighter in the world actually a light heavyweight? Great questions, Mary. Also, we're going to recap uh, Deontay Waller's big win in the boxing. Don't you worry, guys. And which boxing superstar has failed a drug test? So, Barry... There seems like a lot of stuff to talk about. It does, it does. It does. Um, here, right, so... As we, as we start Same off... G. Yeah, as we start off every show with the... The, the, deeds, the McGregor Minute. The deeds on the man who just, like, is in everyone's mouth. Uh, and now is the king of the burgers. The burger champ champ. Let us know what the story is, will you? So, Conor McGregor has signed a deal with Burger King. He appeared in the ad. Basically, the ad is Conor McGregor gets on just private jet... The Burger King man shows up, gives Conor McGregor Burger King. He drinks out of the drink and goes, thanks all the haters for paying Conor McGregor Jr. through college. Um, basically, he signed a new deal with Burger King. Um, some people are saying that McGregor's a sellout now and he's willing to just put his name to anything. But realistically, if those fat checks roll in, does it really matter what he say, what he does? You know what I mean? No. As, in, as much as other people are going to say he's a sellout or whatever, no one will turn down the money he's been offered to do these, these like, two-minute lads. You know what I mean? And, like, if you honestly believe Conor McGregor's going around Burger King all the time, you're delusional. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, but in fairness, Anderson Silva was sponsored by Burger King as well. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they've been known to sponsor premier Burger King athletes. Yeah. Or pr- premier UFC athletes. Burger yeah. King athletes. Conor McGregor, Burger King athletes. Yeah. Roy Nelson must be a home rage and he's not sponsored yeah. by them. Actually, you know what? He actually said to Data White, he goes... How come I don't get sponsors and how come uh, like all these others like why didn't I get Burger King? He goes, then why actually turned and goes, and not being bad, but like Burger King are looking for someone who people like admire to be to be there on their TV average. Like no one admires to have a belly and a mullet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that's why you have no sponsors. Still, it's still a big country though. Still a big country. Who may or may not be in the news later on in the show. So, <clears throat> what do you think? Are we a fan of, fan of uh, this new sponsorship or do you care about the new sponsorship or is it just another way of McGregor saying relevant? Like, okay, I th- like I know he was talking about how he wanted to jump in and take on uh, Frankie Edgar, but uh, Dana White said there, w- there was only like three, if not four weeks to market him. Yeah, I also wanted to fight at like 165 pounds, catch weight. Yeah? Yeah. That's too high. Uh, evidently, that's too high. But, um, do you know what? Here, just keep the money going. I mean, he's you're only young once, and if, like he's not like Mayweather would love the opportunity of getting something like that. Also, I think now that he has a kid, he's more like financially savvy. I think like if he gets an opportunity to make a lot of money for not doing a lot of work, he's like, oh, hundred percent, I'll take that. Yeah. You know I mean, like imagine like just say for instance, right? I don't know how much yet. Just say he gets five hundred grand for doing that Burger King ad, right? Imagine just parked that <laughs> like took less than a day to do it, right? Yeah, takes that five hundred grand. Puts in the account Conor McGregor Jr.'s name in it. And Conor McGregor Jr. will always have 500 grand now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be able to do that for your kid is frightening, isn't it? 
Yeah, and also it's all thanks to him. He put yeah. himself in this situation, like <laughs> knocking out Jose Aldo to mm. even the movie. Yeah, I wonder how much he got for the movie. You know, who knows, man? Yeah, who knows? He's 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 a cash cow. He is Actually, a cash cow. Yeah. Um, it was funny in in Dublin uh, during the week. There was a big massive snowstorm and stuff uh, called the Beast in the East, and a lot of people out near where was it near Tallaght? Yeah, yeah, went, went and broke into the <coughs> the Lidl, which is a uh, a supermarket here in Dublin. That's gas. You say Lidl, I say Little. Little, but uh, the, I think it was the next day Conor McGregor actually went to Little uh, and held up the bag and be like, "Yeah, from Little and up." <laughs> like, I mean, like, he, he's a he's a mad fella. Yeah, he? just, uh, just oh, I don't even you know. know. He like he's always aware of what's going on. You know, what I mean, from like robberies out in Tallaght to <laughs> like what people have said in the UFC. Like he sees everything, doesn't yeah. he? There was people calling them out. You said on Twitter. Um, do you want to tell us a couple of the highlights? Um, well, Tony Ferguson sort of called him out. Uh, I don't know, you just wrote his name on a tweet and just said, fuck you loads of times. And Conor McGregor just said, you're a sad bastard, mate. And just absolutely yeah. ruined him. But the thing is, like, there's no point Tony Ferguson having a verbal spar match with McGregor because Tony Ferguson brutal on the mic or on the tweets. On the tweets and Conor McGregor yeah. is like brilliant at it. So, like, yeah. you're just going to make a fool of yourself. And then... He actually wrote a lovely tweet about Frankie Edgar saying he was a warrior and a warrior spirit and all that. And then Max Holloway also did a nice tweet about uh, Frankie Edgar as well. And then Conor McGregor was like, here, mate, you pulled out a fight, so you, you keep it shut. So, like, that was just it. He just ruined him. And he's just, he's too quick-witted and he's too on the ball, isn't he, at all yeah. times. You can tell he's sort of waiting for the perfect time for the perfect announcement. Yeah. Um, would you say it's going to be this month? We're in March now, waiting. March. And he fought when? The end of August. Last fought at the end of August against Mayweather. I think it would be soon, but it would be calculated. He's probably waiting for the stage to make it. You know what I mean? Uh, he, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he made it at UFC 223. Because oh. he's going to be there anyway, because Artem's fighting at it. Yeah, so I'd say it would be then. Around then, yeah? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he made it with Dana White before the pay-per-view car kicked off. Well, just you know what? You know what make people buy the pay per views. If they said they were gonna do the interview as soon as the pay per view started, yeah, yeah. um, what, like, what way? What's even the best way to go about going about this? Because if you look at the way Canelo and Golovkin that fight was announced on the Rock's Instagram, what way is even the best way to this for his fight to be announced? Conor McGregor should probably announce himself on his own Instagram. Yeah, it's probably the best way to announce it. Yeah, yeah. It actually is like yeah. I know. I know. I just realized he's got twice he's, he's been followers of the UFC. Yeah, and like I was almost saying, like he he probably should make it after the could be Ferguson, but that's sort of relevant as well. So I feel look the way it is is if he can fight like Nate Diaz if he wants for the lightweight title, you know what I mean? He has no pull that he made that fight happen, and then they can just be like, oh, Khabib versus Ferguson for the interim title because Ferguson already is the interim t- title holder. Yeah, because if he announces that that fight before that fight before Khabib takes on uh, Ferguson then they'll be so pissed off yeah I know yeah 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 yeah. which I just find funny I just find the whole game funny so and he, he's very entertaining yeah it's, it's, who knows but we're all waiting for it Connor. we're all waiting for it we are all waiting for it I wonder yeah. I, I wonder how he got on cooking that fry up anyway seemed to have everything with it with the sauces the rashes someone else probably cooked it for him now who do you think D D no I wouldn't say D is very good in the kitchen for some reason Probably as a chef. What a man, though. He, he couldn't have went to uh, Aldi. He had to go to Loyal. Yeah, yeah. He, no, of course, of course. Yeah. So, UFC 222 was on in the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas uh, this weekend, Barry. Uh, me and Barry watched it together. Uh, not all the time we get to watch cards together, but when we do, we always enjoy it. Yeah. Um, some bit, some, some, like, there was a lot of star talent, but uh, we wanted to say that have the UFC found their next big superstar yeah. and I wonder whoever's listening right now do they know who we're talking about or we're, we're eventually going to get to it could, could be potentially one of three people who we're talking about yeah um, I think we should start with Mackenzie Dern defeating Ashley Yoder mm. in the strawweight division uh, Mackenzie Dern came in with a lot of hype like as in being a mm. huge big name in the jiu-jitsu world and then uh, she got the split decision win and this is possibly the fight where the two girls were, were actually very, very good looking. It's not every day you see two very good looking women fighting each other. Yeah, Barry kept on being like, which one thinks better looking? And I was like, 
I don't care. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm here to like see some good mixed martial arts, and you're like, yeah, but they're both very good looking, aren't they? And I was like, yeah, they are, Barry, but like, I don't care. I was like, yeah, but if you have to fancy one of them, I was like, all right, all right, because you fancy Yoda more, didn't you? Yeah, I thought Yoda was nice. Yeah, and yeah. like, in fairness, I agree with you. I think she was. You're like too much fake hand though. <laughs> yeah, she did rock with a lot of fake hand. But um, in terms of, uh, did you want to have any more comments on their appearance before we actually talk about the fight or? No, no, no you're okay. Think, yeah. You have to get that out there. Yeah, as long as like everyone knows, yeah, Barry's doing it. Everyone But in terms of the fight, <laughs> uh, I thought Yoda was actually better than stand up. Yeah. Dern did some like she went very gung ho on some of her strikes. Um, looked a bit loose, but my biggest issue was with Dern's fight IQ and her ability to take the fight to where she was better. And when it went to the ground, I think it was the end of the second round. Dern clearly showed she was better. She could be the end of the third round, and it was I was like, hold on. You have this absolute ace in your sleeve. Like, look at who we're going to talk about later, Brian Ortega. Yeah. Look how much of an advantage you have when it gets to grappling. And, like, she's basically almost the... I think she's more of a female equivalent of Maya than opposed to Ortega. Definitely, yeah. As opposed to, like, I feel like she's, is like, the anaconda. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, use that to your advantage. And I almost feel like that's going to hinder her going forward that if she's going to, like, insist on striking with people. Yeah. Maybe she was just trying to get to terms with, like, obviously that's her first fight in the mm. UFC, so maybe she's just trying to get to terms yeah. with it. Or maybe she feels like if she's going to practice her striking, she's really practice her striking with someone who's maybe not the upper echelon. Yeah, not going to knock her out, yeah. yeah. But uh, that was a good win anyway. Solid win, and I, you know what? I felt, I felt like she did enough to get the nod. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to move it into the heavyweight division. Uh, Andre Olofsky, your mate, defeated my mate, Stefan Destruz. Skyscraper uh, by unanimous decision. Needless to say, we we're both disappointed with not one knockout. Yeah, we were sold the knockout. This one, um, or I'm not gonna lie, we actually watched the first round of this fight and then we were like swapping in between. We're waiting in between, in between we're going in between rounds between the boxing fight yeah, and the heavyweight yeah, yeah. fight. We're like the two heavyweight fights around the same time. Uh, but <laughs> a, a lot of it was a lot of clinch work up against the uh, cage. I'll obviously put some better boxing combinations in together. Um, Struve actually did some good kicks but at the end of the day I felt like Arlovsky got the win I actually predicted Arlovsky got the win but I thought he was going to knock out Struve I couldn't believe it went to full, full three rounds yeah. but great great win for Arlovsky to be honest um, fair play to him he's looked very good as of late and it'd be interesting to see but the thing is with Arlovsky is yes between maybe number 8 and number 15 in the world he's going to be competitive against them but if you gave him to maybe like a Cain Velasquez he's just going to get absolutely mauled yeah, he's eaten up yeah yeah, so I, and he is thirty nine. Yeah, so I I don't really know what to do with him, but he's fighting smarter. Yeah, so fair play to him, great win, and I'm actually delighted for the two lads that they didn't get knocked out because they don't need another knockout yeah, with their life. They really don't. For the fans, wasn't a very entertaining heavyweight fight. No. Um, then in the bantamweight division, Sean O'Malley defeated Andre Suku Sukham Tat Tat, aka Soccer Mom. Yeah. Um. Sean O'Malley came into this with a lot of hype. Um, even during the week, he during the open workouts, he wasn't even meant to have an open workout, and he just went and did it himself yeah. anyway. And he looked like a rock star walking around the place, didn't he? His his look is so original. What is it, disco stew? Yeah, isn't it? yeah. It's just he looks like he came from the seventies. But um, people may think now that this was the person we thought was going to be the next superstar oh. in the topic of conversation. But star talent nonetheless. Yeah. Um, he has it all he has a look he has the right fighting style he actually has a lot of fluid movement actually like McGregor uh, he throws like a grab like McGregor he throws a lot of kicks but he's like a flashier version of McGregor yeah. it's almost like if McGregor decided to be Anthony Pettis he'd be Sean O'Malley you yeah. know what I mean um, very flash yeah very very flash lots of spin and stuff lots of unorthodox strikes which makes him very difficult for not so much the upper echelon to fight yet. And my only thing with Sean O'Malley is... Well, first of all, I suppose we should talk through the fight. First two rounds, Sean O'Malley sort of had a way with him. A lot of it was stand-up. O'Malley looked great. And then you get three minutes, 30 seconds into the last round. O'Malley still looking great. Throws a kick. Soccer mom blocks it. Which I almost feel disrespectful calling that. But yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, I feel like if you had a good nickname, we would have called you that. But you don't, so it's fine. Um, and then... O'Malley broke his leg and as soon as he saw him put his leg back out I go I think that leg's broken and then Joe Rogan's like something wrong with his leg something wrong with his leg and soccer mom wrestled him then instead of making him stand up on a broken leg yeah. and going for the finish um, terrible game planning terrible fight IQ shown <laughs> and almost didn't like, lost the fight but didn't deserve to win the fight after like just like dreadful like 
Where was his corner shouting him like, stand the back up, stand the back up? No Never idea. happened. No idea. And Sean Maddy won. Absolute superstar. My only fear is, I hope he's not out for too long with his broken foot now. Because he looks like someone who likes to fight quite frequently as yeah. well. Especially when the star's on the rise as well. I also hope the UFC don't, like, brilliant Sean O'Malley and then go, him versus Dominic Cruz. Yeah, I no, want to no. see him. I want to see him fight. He's too young. Yeah, I also want to see him fight. Like, I want to fight him to fight three more people and then fight top 50. Don't rush him like they did with Sage Norco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no need for that. So, I'd love to see Sean O'Malley get a nice slow rise in terms of competition but like a fast rise in terms of like what they push him to do you know what I mean yeah. but he also seems like someone who needs he also needs someone to put his arm around and be like this is what you do as in like he's already like has a weed, weed smoke business so he doesn't need on top of that to be invited to all the parties in Vegas 24-7 because yeah. he has to be doing his training all the time as well um, I wonder how long he's going to be out with because you can always picture putting him on International Fight Week yeah no it would be a great time to showcase him yeah. So you could almost fight in like a co-main event of the fight night before the pay-per-view or you could almost headline the paper the prelims of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Basically just be a better sage Norcut. Yeah. yeah. Um he looked really, really, really good. Yeah. So I I hope to see him back. Although actually Nate Diaz actually put a tweet out telling me if you think this is harsh. He was like, How can you win the fight if you can't actually walk out of the octagon? I was like Harsh. Yeah. Because because MMA is more of like a chess game now. Mm. I think McGregor proved that against yeah. Diaz in the second point. Yeah. Yeah. It's um one of those things where I look at it and go, right, I think if it was a four or five round fight, you would have been You wouldn't be able to get up. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. 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 But then uh yeah, but can't wait to see him back again. Yeah. yeah like yeah. yeah, it brings a lot of personality to the game as well. Yeah. Uh then in the Featherweight division Brian Ortega defeated Frankie Edgar in the first round. The first time Frankie ever Frankie Edgar has ever been stopped in the octagon. Um, UFC, here is your superstar. That this is it, isn't it? Yeah. It, Brian Ortega has, he's got everything. He's he's here. He's got the story. He's got a background story. Like he used to be a gang member, and now he's like changed his life around. He's most like I've never seen a crowd get so geared up when he went to grab Frank Edgar's neck it was as if like Ngannou stood back up and was going to do stand up you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I was like I was like, bloody hell the crowd erupted uh, no, nah, very good looking fella nice hair not well not very nice in UFC fight night or 222 fight night but like very good looking like had his brother do his open workout with him you know what I mean just a very endearing character um, black belt under the Gracie family yeah like tradition like good tradition very respectful he just seems to be someone who, like, the UFC could really get behind. And he's, like, someone... I think he's 26. Someone that UFC could really get behind and be like, this is what it means to be a mixed martial artist. Yeah. Beforehand, Brendan Shabby even said that the UFC haven't even sold a story yeah. on Brian Ortega. And I know from watching the Big Brown Breakdown, like, that's changed now, but... Below the belt. Below the belt, but... The interview he had with Brian Ortega on it. I didn't even know. I wasn't aware of Brian Ortega. This is over a year ago now. But after seeing it, his story is so good. Mm. Sure, you have to keep an eye out for him. And then coming off uh, his last win. Sorry, what was the last win again? Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. So that was... That was um, his coming out party. Yeah. And then this was like... And then this one coming coming in late. Yeah. On short notice. And stopping Frankie Edgar, who was meant to be fighting for the featherweight title. Mm. Um, in the first round, is that? In the first round. Because Brian Ortega's actually been more known for his later finishes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... I was so happy for him. Yeah, he also looked very calm, very collected. Like, Frank Edgar was sort of, like, boxing him up on the feet a bit. He was, like... Now, Ortega was never in any trouble, but... No. Yeah, Edgar, yeah, was definitely, like Edgar was definitely... Landing more shots. He was getting more combinations off. You could tell he was actually, like, technically the better striker. Yeah, definitely. But there's something about Ortega's length that he's, like, very gangly. I mean, he sort of throws his punches. They, like, sort of... They, they have a, such a long finish on yeah, them like that they, they actually, the punch finishes at such a far, far distance away from that, they connect with a bit more power almost. Yeah. And he was sort of uppercutting Frank Edgar and then he, he, I actually, we rewatched it and you can see when he goes for the finish uppercut, it, it's like an extra swing on it, isn't it? Yeah. And Barry actually was like, oh my God, that was like an Nganu swing. When yeah, you actually yeah. look at it, he like really extended it. Edgar dropped, dropped like a sack of potatoes. Great stoppage from the ref. It was like enough, basically that it was over. Yeah, it was over, but there was no like Edgar wasn't 
on the ground yeah, dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm so excited to see him versus Holloway. That's the thing. Him versus Holloway. The both, they're this, clearly the best two featherweights in the world, yeah. aren't they? Well, they're, yeah. And they're also the same sort of, so they're the same sort of like height and reach. Yeah. Similar frames, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Max Holloway is probably a bit bigger. Mm. Like Max Holloway before he goes into a fight in the featherweight, he looks so drained. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Brian Ortega doesn't really look that drained. No. Although I almost feel like Brian Ortega could almost be in better shape. Yeah. But if he keeps on winning, you can't really criticize someone that they're not in better shape. Um yeah. I'm so I'm so excited to see it because like Max Holloway is actually no joke. Yeah. Um Well before the fight we both thought Frank Edgar would win just yeah. Purely based on experience. Yeah. Hold on. Move over Jose Aldo and because Jose Aldo has been like consistently ranked number one featherweight after with Max Holloway. Yeah. But move over. Brian Ortega's robbing that top spot come Wednesday. That's when the rankings come out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. It's just absolutely incredible finish rate. And he, and he can come uh, have a quick turnaround as well because he didn't take that much damage. No. Um, I'd be very excited to see it. I think Max Holloway wants to get on the UFC 226 card but I think everyone wants to get on the UFC yeah, 226 yeah, yeah, yeah. card. Um, absolutely phenomenal performance. Can't wait to see him fight Max Holloway for the featherweight title. That'll be really good. I think yeah. Yeah, they can both sell it as well. Yeah, definitely. But moving on to the main event of the, the evening. evening in the women's featherweight division, Chris Cyborg, the best women's fighter ever, uh, defeated Yana Kunitskaya by TKO in the first round. And you nailed her name this time. Yeah. Okay, I felt, I felt this was woman against child. No, this is what happens, right? I've sussed it. What happens is, is you have to come in as a UFC featherweight. This is how you get into the UFC now. You come in as a featherweight. You fight Cyborg, get an absolute drubbing. And then you're allowed to fight someone who's actually of your caliber. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah, that's That's exactly what happens. Like, look at Tony Evinger. Who was that first girl? Can you remember? Lena Landsberg. She even fought since Cyborg absolutely nailed her. I think she's still still in hospital, man. Yeah. Uh, still getting counseling, feared up. Holly Holm doesn't count. She was like... Someone fire. It was like Holly Holmwell, Grant. Yeah. yeah. And then there's only two fights that like I'm actually interested in seeing Cyborg fight. And that's Megan Anderson. Yeah. She might fight next or the person she called out, Amanda Nunes. Yeah. And they're the only two who I'm actually interested in seeing her fight because anyone else I'm just convinced she's going to absolutely wipe the floor with them. Yeah. But what, hap- yeah, but what happens if she beats them two? Does she just keep clearing the division out and over and over and over? Because she looks like she loves um, to fight and she doesn't take much damage. Therefore, yeah. she's almost healthy. like Almost like... Why doesn't Cyborg fight at UFC 223 as well? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, Every she week? Well. Yeah, yeah, she might as well. Man, I felt so bad for Yannick on the sky. Yeah. First of all, like, very good looking girl as well. Yeah. And then like, the you... second she got that first punch, she was like, oh shit. It was just like she got hit by Arlovsky. I mean, sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, in Ganu. <laughs> Basically, the way this fight went is, well, I'm sure most of you have seen it who listen to the podcast, but Yana got punched and then she got punched again and then she basically dropped to her knees but then like, Grabbed a hold of Cyborg's ankle and actually got the takedown. Yeah. Managed to, I'm going to say, survive for another two and a half minutes. She actually almost got Cyborg's back at one stage, but Cyborg actually looked like she was laughing during it. Yeah. She actually did, like, and then She's too, too Cyborg got a bit of separation again. And as soon as, like, Cyborg punched her, you're almost like trying to. It was, it was like an older brother beating up a younger brother when you're younger. And the little brother's actually just, like, trying to kick you away, but, like, stop beating me up. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, yeah. he just bashed her. It was just the so inevitable. Just bashed her, and it was that just, was it. Just the inevitable. Yeah, it was absolutely vicious. And the thing is, she actually sounded nice. And then afterwards, they were like, huge want to fight next? And I was like, I want to fight Amanda Nunes. But then, and then she was like, she was like, but like she called me out. And she was like, you can't say the cyborg's name. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, bollocks. Yeah. She's got to kill her. Yeah. It seems like such, there's such a, like, cyborg's allowed to do what she wants. Even yeah. when she trains, she has all the proper cyborg yeah. gear. Um, like, even the way, sorry, who's the striking coach again? Oh, Jason Prillo. Yeah, Prillo. And then Tito Ortiz there. And then during the open workout, BJ Penn jumps in and jumps on her back and stuff. Yeah. There's some sort of little click going on there. Yeah, yeah. She's She actually is like this weird sort of superstar. Yeah. As in, like, there's nothing actually appealing to it. Like, I have no interest in seeing her re-interviewed. I have no interest in, like, seeing what she does in her spare time. But anytime she's, like, on the card to fight, I'm like, oh, can't wait to see her murder someone. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Like, that's, you know what I mean? She's like, mostly happens, TV... Yeah. Yeah, it actually is like a Mike Tyson effect, isn't it? Yeah. I can't see anyone beating her because, first of all, she's bigger than most of the girls. Uh, like, unless you get a l- lucky knockout punch, but not many mm. of these women have the knockout power. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know how she's going to lose unless she, yeah. like, reaches, reaches the age of, like, 80. And then like, huh. she takes on the next cyborg. Like, there is no next cyborg. No. 
No. No, no. She's like a once in a lifetime athlete. Yeah. She actually is. Um, I think that's sort of it in recap card. Uh, and other performances that were good. Caitlin Vieira beat uh, Ganu, And yeah. she could actually be on track to get... She's 10-0 now. So she could be on track to getting a title shot against Amanda Nunes. Um, who knows if... Um, Raquel Pennington pulls out of UFC 224 they could do that or who knows they might pull Raquel Pennington out of UFC 224 and put Cyborg in against her like why not like, who I'd knows rather, I'd, well I'd rather see that you well, whatever makes most money makes sense uh, and then I think before we finish up uh, oh, obviously John Dodson got a nice win as well it was a split decision but I thought it was actually quite a clear decision Yeah. Uh, and then Hector Lombard got disqualified what do you make of that part? Um, when we were watching originally I thought that the flow was still going mm. Um. Now, he caught CB Dalloway after the bell. But the thing is, this sort of reminded me of Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez, the way that fight was stopped and then Poirier was pretending he was more hurt just so he'd get the, the win bonus. Mm. And then they were, they were like, draw, and he's like, oh, fuck's sake, probably should have kept fighting. Yeah. So CB Dalloway, after he got the punch, yeah, he got a, it took a big punch, hit the ground, and then he was like, oh, here, I might be able to get the win here now. So he sort of played it off and then even getting stretched yeah. it out, out after I was like I don't think he really needed to be stretched out. Like Yeah. Um the way I saw it was the buzzer went and Lombard landed a one two. Yeah. And then CB Dolloway was very like alert being like, I thought he said time, I thought he said time, I thought he said time. Yeah. And then Lombard actually sort of like I don't know if you saw this, he actually sort of pointed across at him, he was like he was like, I gotcha. You know what I mean? Uh, and and then CB I saw, I saw the point of yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was basically he was like letting him know what was up anyway. Like very intentional by Hector Lombard, I'd say. He was, yeah. He but, must have annoyed him. Yeah, but in fairness, if I kicked you and you caught the kick and I knew the bell was gonna ring, I'd still like defend myself until there was a separate, you know. Yeah, it was but, Yeah, but it was it was it was it was weird. But Dolloway was saying to the ref, I thought he said time, I thought he said time. I think he was more so looking for a point to get takeaway. And then and then like next thing you know, Dolloway can't see and he's back on the ground and he's standing back up and like I don't care what anyone says like he was fine and then he was getting stretched out of the arena and I've never seen someone because he wasn't knocked out he was knocked no, down he wasn't yeah. he was knocked down I've never seen someone get knocked down and they'd be stretched out of the arena no one ever gets stretched out anyway no, no. not even not even over him got stretched out well Sean O'Malley got stretched out but yeah oh well that yeah, okay, yeah, broke, broke foot yeah but no one I, I can't remember the last time I've seen someone get knocked out and stretched out and he wasn't even knocked out. So, on a, on a level of milking it from 1 to 10, would you give it a, an ice-cold 10? No, I'd say 8. But, uh, yeah? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, feel like, I feel like once he once he sort of... Once Lombard was disqualified and then he was at... He, like, he sort of had to go on whatever me- medical reasoning was there. So, unfortunately, that sort of sums up UFC 22. Yeah. Um, um, overall, what you give the card? I... I'll give it an 8 I'll give it an 8 as well yeah, I, think the, I think the UFC would give it a 10 yeah Cyborg performance Ortega performance O'Malley performance Dern uh, Dern winning oh, Mackenzie Mackenzie Dern. Dern. yeah but that was more of a win for the UFC it wasn't yep. a great performance oh okay you're yeah. getting a year okay. yeah I'm thinking of the actual performances put out and the fights that were on that's fine, I'd say yeah. 8 because the last 3 fights were all like very good and entertaining and realistically Sometimes you sort of you kick off the main card, you have a good fight, and then you have one or two snoozers, and then you have to wait for a yeah, good fight yeah. again. And like the way that all the last three fights finished off, good, I was like, right, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd give it an eight as well. Um, I just think I think the UFC would be like that was a ten. Yeah, well, it, all the things that they need to happen happened. Yeah. Bar, and now Arlovsky, uh, and now even Arlovsky and Struve. Well, I'd say maybe a bit I'd, I'd, I'd say maybe a nine out of ten for UFC, just cause. Dern wasn't spectacular. I'm, I'm sure they would love yeah. they got a first round submission. Okay. And then O'Malley broke his foot, so therefore that's oh, okay. not great. And then Arlovsky Struve wasn't a knockout. Yeah. But, but like a... yeah, but like all the results went the UFC's yeah. way. Yeah, successful. Yeah. Right? As in like Frank Yeager knocked off Brian Ortega. Like Frank Yeager hanging around isn't great no. like for them because he doesn't draw money. No, he doesn't know. But uh yeah, good night overall. Yeah. Yeah. So there is no UFC on this weekend. Yeah, which is very, uh, very unfortunate. There'll be UFC London on next weekend, so we will re or we will preview that next week. Um, yeah. Um, Bellator one ninety five was also on on Friday. Um, I was myself and Ross were actually discussing it. Um, Mike Goldberg and Chael Sonnen. A great combo. Very good combo. They have like they have like gold mm. there between the two of them. You know what? I feel like when you're watching those two do the commentary, it's almost like. You're the third mate in there with them, yeah. if you know what I mean. As in, like, it's a 
a lot more conversational. Um, yeah, it's it's like a podcast, but you're yeah. watching fights. Yeah, it is, and I like the way Chael Sonnen scores the fights. I feel like if DC is in the booth, he should score the fights when okay. they're going on. Yeah, the UFC should like adapt that in. If they're going to do a three man booth and wouldn't be a fighter, or if Paul Felder's in the booth, he should score the fights. Yeah, it's, uh, just it's, just have someone score the fights when you're ongoing. Just how when the show's over, when the fight's over, it's a talking point for the people who are watching it. No, no, I'd one hundred percent agree. I like just looking back now. Goldberg's been gone from the UFC for a good, for a few events now, and the way the UFC are now going with a trio, and Bellator now have Chelsea Sonnen doing it with uh, Goldberg, and what I miss about the UFC was when like Goldberg would get stuff wrong, and then Gerald would sort of like make a joke to yeah. make it all back to normal, which was sort of the, the great thing about the UFC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know you're seeing the fights, but without the commentary, you mm. you don't know what's going on. Then also Goldberg's reads the ads are very good as well. That's yeah. a weird thing to say, but no, he's very good. He, yeah. he sort of he's captivating. It's yeah. so like he gets a coming up next, and you're yeah, like, he's like this ad is brought or this fight is brought to you by Core Nuts, the official nuts <laughs> of the UFC, and you're like, fuck hell, what are Core Nuts? I wouldn't want to eat yeah. them. Yeah, yeah you like, I mean? eat them. Yeah, but yeah. then like the, even the way for but the way the UFC, I think it's sort of losing its way a bit because at the weigh-ins. Like, Joe Rogan was, like, wearing a hat with his fanny pack. He, he wasn't, like, standing there being all muscly or anything. Yeah. And then, like, you can see Ariane, Ariane Celeste even there not really looking interested. Like, she's, like, putting up, like, the pictures all the time trying to be sexy. And she's, like, coming out with songs and all. I think she's sort of, like, I'm above this now. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she has sort of outgrown with you, see. Yeah. And then, like, Dana White wasn't even there. It, like, the product isn't as good and they're watering it down. They, I, I, do you... <sighs> Sorry, that was absolutely stuttering. Um, do you think stuttering? Uh, they've almost come like too stale in their job, as in they've done it so many times that it's not great for them anymore. Like Joe Rogan's announced every fighter on the UFC stage. You know what I mean, so therefore yeah. it's not like incredible when he announces them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they don't seem as hungry anymore. Whereas well, Joe Rogan's trying to do the absolute bare minimum shows. I, you know I know I mean? that's the thing. That's the sad thing about it. Yeah, yeah. And then like Jimmy Smith's in, but I I feel like because he was a Bellator guy, they can't really be like. I, I think Jimmy Smith's brilliant but I, they can't just be like right you're going to do everything now as in like be the commentator and be this because it's really like oh so you're saying the Bellator guy was just it's like perfectly yeah. good enough to be the UFC guy so therefore yeah but I'm sort of worried about like I mean you wouldn't watch the UFC and be laughing at the commentary no you know what I mean but yeah but I don't think you'd look to be laughing no no but you're just sort of like oh that was a funny joke yeah but the Bellator 195 card on this weekend didn't have much name recognition on it so almost they almost had to make the show more entertaining maybe yeah but they did oh no the hundred percent maybe maybe Charles Sonnen needs to be hired by the UFC to do commentary potentially so like I mean he's uh, very good yeah and but like, he's still fighting at Bellator so therefore I know yeah I know yeah but if you like if you think about it now you'd be worried about what way the UFC what the sort of face and talking points will be of the UFC in five years because like McGregor would be gone Ronda yeah, Rousey yeah but gone. like who knows like you could have like Sean O'Malley and like people talk about Sean O'Malley and you could have like you know what I mean there's always like people on the rise no no yeah yeah but no but I mean like uh, the like the, the talking points not uh, like I don't doubt Sean O'Malley would reach quite high standards but I mean uh, the way Joe Rogan probably won't be there anymore Um, like I mean John Annex like uh, like I'm not tuning into John Annex podcast anytime soon you know yeah, yeah. whereas like Chael Sonnen is like it's funny and you're sort of like can't wait to see him again now you know what I mean yeah yeah because mm. he just started uh, they, they, just, they just don't look that yeah, interesting. I, I, I think in terms of like people who I like to see on commentary, now I'm not going to say who I like as a partnership, but like I like Chelsea something. I think DC is great in commentary. Uh, I think Rogan's obviously fantastic in commentary. Like John Anik, as much as like, apparently he's very good at his job. Everyone who works with him says he's very, very good at his job. But to me, I don't think he brings a lot of entertainment value. That's me. the thing. Yeah. And that's not a knock because like he knows his stuff and mm-hmm. like I feel like you can tell he's reading off a card when he's reading out the, the ads if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, then, like, Dominic Cruz, I feel like he wants the mic all the time. He doesn't really do it for me. So, like, I think Jimmy Smith's good. So, like, what are we talking about? Jimmy Smith, Joe Rogan, Chelsea Sonnen, and Daniel Cormier. They're the ones who I think are the best. And they're the ones who I want. Oh, and obviously Mike Goldberg as well. Yeah. And, I, like, the thing about Mike Goldberg is that I don't think he's actually particularly overly fantastic his job. But, like, he makes a lot of mistakes. And he says himself <laughs> he makes a lot of yeah. mistakes. But, like, that's sort of an endearing characteristic yeah, yeah, to him. Yeah. And... He, yeah, but his voice is probably the best. Yeah, it is. His yeah. voice is probably better than all yeah. all the other ones. Yeah. Um, 
But the worst thing about the UFC product now is, for instance, come to UFC London. Like Joe Rogan's not gonna be there. No. And then so you're sort of. Uh, and what's the story with Dan Hardy? He hasn't done a commentary guy in a very long time. He's gonna do the UFC London. Probably is yeah. But I mean it. You know what I mean? Like I associate the UFC with like Goldberg and Joe Rogan, and then like yeah. when you picture all the great moments, they're they're there together. Yeah. And now you're just sort of gonna get like, Felder and. Hardy There's some fella called like Brandon Fitzgerald Who's doing it as well With yeah. Felder And I was like First of all Who is that guy And it's like Would you not just get Train like Former fighter And get them to do it It was just a bit like A bit more relevance to it And Not being bad But like I don't really care about him And because I've never Like at least with John Anik He's been around For a very long time So therefore Like he used to host Sort of the up in the booth thing So you're like He's been around fighting for a very long time, so he has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, but just, like, just bringing in a random guy who has no experience, in my opinion, and like nothing I've ever seen, I'm just like, wow, like, why do I want to hear care what he has to say? That's, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. But they'd probably almost be better off doing like a contender series to be the next presenter. Well, yeah, they should probably change the UFC contender series to trial fighters as commentators. Yeah, it's on YouTube, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, if it's terrible, like, it'd be funny. Like, people like, oh, I'll see him in commentary, he's brutal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they should also, like, cut down on the cards and make the cards better. Because, I mean, when, you know, when there's UFC 223, 224, 225, 226, you're going to get Joe Rogan on it. Yeah. But if you're, like, UFC Bangladesh, you're not going to get, you're only going to get Dariush on the mic, you know? You're not going to get, they're not going to get the product. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, same thing that we got last time, UFC Dublin. We were sold, we were sold, like, uh, I don't know, a grey card and then when you got there you're like who are half these lads so uh, what, 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 what what's your like final statement on then Wait, what, 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 what do you want to do it, it, it needs something fresher or something it just, yeah but what, what do you suggest to do then the UFC um, yeah but I don't think there is anything particularly wrong with the UFC commentators I, I know what you're saying but like they have Charles Thomas fighters so therefore they have it's a bit like having Daniel Cormier like Daniel Cormier is very good yeah, no, and they have Mike Goldberg yeah. Like they they have Mike Goldberg and Charles Hunt, but if it's Daniel Cormier and Joe Rogan, like you're not gonna complain about that. No, okay, I, I got it. Yeah. The thing is, right? They need like they almost need to be like right. If Joe Rogan wants to leave, they should probably just let him leave and just like try and get it at people to be doing almost every show. You, you so you associate you, them you, with you the know, show. You know what the problem is, right? It's that you could have Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier, but then you have no one to read the ads. And you have to read the ads because that's what makes you all the money, and that's why John Annex there to read the ads. Okay, okay? and. With Bellator, you have Goldberg and you have Tom. Goldberg will read all the ads, but he's also a personality and he's also a thing. I think the thing about Anik is he's not a personality, so therefore you're not like, oh, do you hear what Anik says? When's yeah. the last time you ever hear, do you hear what Anik says? But you might hear it be like, oh, do you remember Goldberg said your man's name wrong or Chel Sonnen said yeah. something funny? As you might be like, DC said something funny or Rogan said something funny or yeah. it was interesting to see their two takes and things. I don't think anyone ever cares for John Anik's take yeah. and I don't and I mean that in the most respectful way possible but like I've never started a conversation on like I talk about mixed martial arts all the time being like did you see John Anik said yeah. you know what I mean yeah, I think that's also why Joe Rogan actually enjoys doing the fight companions from home yeah. and then you can sync them up with the TV and be like you're getting yeah. like Brennan Shaw's opinion and Eddie Bravo's yeah. Joey Diaz like, yeah. it's, it's, it's the entertainment yeah he's also watching with his best friends as well. yeah. he's like these are my mates yeah. we're watching it together and you get to watch it with us yeah I think well then there we go like that's yeah so just uh, <laughs> hook up the fight companion with, yeah the, uh, I almost think they show but it's a uh, you see, it's they're drinking yeah. and they're smoking and all, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's but also but it's, it's yeah, fighting as well, yeah, though. That's, yeah, that's, that's the way we like to watch it best. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So I think that's the way most people do. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, you know, you're not watching the yeah, Kardashians. But I also feel UFC is like more of a professional outfit than Bellator as well. As in, oh like, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, as in like UFC have these massive sponsors that pay a lot of money. So therefore, you need someone like John Anik to like read it perfectly yeah, clear to yeah. be like this is exactly how you're going to say it and you say this and he's like yes sir no problem three bags full sir yeah, three as bags opposed full. to like Goldberg like this is it and he's like Budweiser light beer is and like you know he might, he might, he might he's like Budweiser light the best tasting beer and go Budweiser light beer is the best tasting beer you know what I mean but yeah. he'll still say it like very enthusiastically you know what I mean yeah. and it's, it depends on what, what it's, you know what it's all down to personal preference, really, isn't it? Yeah. I wish they never let him go. No, neither do I, but yeah. it is what it is. They have to replace him with, like, four people, and yeah. they still haven't got the perfect partnership. No. Perfect now. 
No, they're even like adding people in and still right. <laughs> no. Yeah, they are, yeah. Although I'd almost like to see like Joe Rogan, Jimmy Smith and then someone else too. Just see that combo. Yeah, it's funny because even like they're even trying to get like um, on the UFC Unfiltered podcast with um, Matt Serra. Matt Serra and the other guy. They're like, right here, just put a comedian and a fighter. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's like our, you can't just like you two guys. Yeah, yeah you can't just like you two be friends. This doesn't work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very not energized. Anyway. No. Uh, yeah, also, uh, sorry, I suppose we should say Darren Caldwell put in a very good performance at uh, Bellator 195. Um, it looks like he has star power. Yeah, he looks very, very good. Yeah. A bit of an Odell Beckham Jr. look to him. Yeah, trains with Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Very, very dangerous looking um, in the Bellator... Bantamweight. Bantamweight division, yeah. Yeah. Promise there, I almost got it wrong. Yeah, that's James Gallagher's division now as well. Well, he hasn't made his debut at Bantamweight there, so... But he's looking to go down there. It'll be interesting to see if he actually goes down and fights there. Yeah, that's the next event for Bellator in Budapest. Budapest. In Budapest, yeah. Um, there's, what else? Bellator 200 was announced. Well, we're on Bellator. Yeah, Bellator 200 was announced. Um, do you want to go through the card there? Yeah, so... It's a couple of fights to look top, out for. Top of the card is... Uh, but, on, first of all, I want to say, very good lineup for this card. Yeah, so. this is much better than the UFC London card. Oh, definitely. Considering the, the only reason I compare it to that is because this card's going to be in the UK. So, you have Rafael Carvalho, the middleweight champion of Bellator fighting Gegard Mousasi. Um, I think a lot of people sort of think Gegard Mousasi already is the best middleweight there. Yeah. And it's up to Rafael Carv- uh, Carvalho to prove he's not. Yeah. So uh, Mousasi wasn't that impressive in his last fight. No, he wasn't. And apparently Mousasi is like, not impressed that everyone's slating him. But <laughs> at the end of the day, the internet is a place for slating people. Uh, then Fact. you have Mirko Krokop is returning to fight Roy Nelson. Um, Mir- Mirko Krokop. Krokop has been fighting over in Ryzen and taking all the drugs and now he's going to fight uh, Roy Nelson. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, <laughs> will he be clean? Uh, probably only doing one fight so it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know these fought before uh, UFC 137 um, that was BJ Penn versus Nick Diaz uh, and Nelson won by knockout in that fight. So oh, I remember that he folded him didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So Really see decision. It's it's like who lands the big shot first, isn't it? Yeah. Um I think Nelson will probably win again if I'm honest. What's your take? The decision? No. no. Well great fight to have on that card anyway. Star well name recognition. Oh, would be surprised if Nelson did the cruise fix on him. That's oh, his yeah. move, isn't it? Yeah. Oh jeez. Sign me, me up. And then MVP is fighting on that card as well. And then Phil Davis is actually fighting Linton Vassell, who actually follows us on Instagram. Um, why wouldn't he yeah that's true um, look I expect Moyle Venom Page to win and I expect Phil Davis to win as well um, they're just superior in my opinion yeah it'd be great and as far as I'm aware David Rickles has actually fought lightweight before so he's probably smaller that would be, that would be a, a very good night to have anyway yeah who knows we might, actually, we might actually try and go to that one yeah I feel bad for the people that are going to UC London because that's a better more entertaining yeah, card yeah, with more and, name recognition yeah definitely because yeah, they're actually getting like American fighters as well Whereas, yeah. like, half the London cards seem like yeah, on Eastern the, European. On really... the main card in London, Tom Dusequois is fighting. He's, like, the fireball kid. And he's fighting a fella who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. And then Leon Edwards is fighting against Peter Sabata in, like, the kickoff show. And I don't even know who the co-main event is. Oh, Jimmy Mano is fighting Jan Blockwich. And then, that fight's already happened before. Yeah, and then uh, Verdun's fighting Volkov. And I'm just like... Barver Doom versus Volkov, like none of them like will be on the pay per view portion of a UFC yeah. card. So like, I'm not gonna fly over to England and see that. No, especially on Paddy's Day. Mm. Um, another shout is Bama returns on Friday to London as well. It seems like London is the place to hit for the, the, the hotbed of mixed martial arts in yeah. Europe. Yeah, but um, is there anything else you want to say about the world of mixed martial arts, or do you want to go over no. the Wilder Ortiz situation? Yeah, I think we're just going to move on to the boxing portion. Um, we'll keep it short and sweet because really see me and Barry are not absolute experts on boxing, but we do have an interest in it. Yeah. So you're going to hear our thoughts. So Barry, what did you make of Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz? Um, before the fight, I actually I can't, I couldn't help but laugh at your um, prediction, thinking that Ortiz was going to be like a Homer Simpson and just take a load of punches. Yeah, well, like, that was hilarious. Well, he just sort of looks like sort of... You, when you see the head on him, right? 
and you just look at him he just looks like somebody who's going to get punched a lot and just be like that's grand yeah yeah doesn't he he yeah, does yeah. though yeah. oh yeah because yeah. he's so like he's such a like thick neck yeah. and like he just looks like that head is going to take a lot of punches yeah and you never like people are <coughs> asking what age is he is he even is he 50 yeah, yeah. but um I think we both thought Ortiz was going to win I think everyone betting what thought Ortiz was going to win I mean Wilder excuse me I'm Wilder yeah, no, we did not think Ortiz no, was going to win. No, sorry, we thought Wilder was going to win, yeah. and Wilder did win. Yeah, um, okay, there we go. Ortiz made... A <laughs> the look you gave me there, yeah. I was like, what's wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fairness, Ortiz made a fight of it. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are actually saying it's very controversial on scorecards, because when I was watching the fight, I had Ortiz up by about two or three rounds going into that 10th round, and I was like, Wilder's going to have to turn on here, because... It's going to have to go. Yeah, if it goes to scorecards, I'm not too sure. Obviously, he was in America, so therefore, those scorecards are going to favour Wilder. Yeah. But the commentary team was shocked when Wilder knocked him out in the 10th that all the judges had Wilder up by one. The commentator on Sky Sports had uh, Ortiz up by four going into the 10th round. And once that 10th round hit, it was almost like Wilder, like, it's like, oh, it's on. You know what I mean? He turned into a different animal. He got yeah, rocked yeah. at one stage as well, Wilder yeah. did, and he looked very much in trouble. But Wilder came back out. He came, it was almost, you know what, it was very reminiscent of Joshua versus Klitschko. Um, Klitschko caught uh, Joshua one stage, he was wobbled. Yeah. And then, and it was almost out. like it set the fire underneath him. It's a bit like scoring a goal in the first minute against Barcelona. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, right, game on now. Yeah. And they're going to come back and score five goals. Yeah. And that was just Wilder coming out there and he swung for the fences. Yeah. Do you think it was a good idea from Wilder to come in lighter than ever before? Because... Usually he comes in about what? Uh, Between 220 two something. Four and 228 yeah. sort of. And he was sub 214. Two two yeah, sub 220. Yeah. Um, Water sort of came out and I semi with what he said and then I almost was a bit like, I don't know if he's just saying that because he weighed that amount, but he was basically saying that uh, it doesn't really matter what I weigh and that's like a mental thing and that's like a weakness to think that because of what I weigh means something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in terms of I agree with him, but if your opponent's going to outweigh you by 34 pounds or so, I'm like sitting there going, but like that's not great. Like you yeah. know what I mean that's gonna yeah. be a problem. Yeah, he had the confidence to do it though. As yeah, well. no, in fairness, he got the job done. But I feel like if he weighed another, you know, stone, he could have easily come in there around two twenty eight. Yeah, like a full stone heavier, and I would have been like, maybe like his ability to take a shot would be that bit better. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. that been much more weight behind him, he he didn't really come across as if the way he normally does, like as very aggressive, like mm. doggish. He sort of, but he's probably fighting the best fighter he's ever fought. Though. I know that's the thing, yeah. Also, he probably had to be a bit more cautious that at least when he's fighting someone like Stavern, Stavern had a bit of a name, so therefore, if it, his first loss ever was Stavern, like people are like, oh, well, Stavern's good, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I suppose Luis Ortiz seems to be the fighter that everyone was ducking a heavyweight, yeah. no one wants to fight him because he doesn't bring anything that's to the table. Was, that's what he was, he was probably a bit standoffish, yeah, and, and then. He was like, right, boom. And like some of the punches Wilder throws are the z- all the caution thrown to the wind and he just like full on throws it. it. It's like, if you ever see those, what's that thing that it, uh, world star, you know when someone goes, world star, and someone just runs and like punches someone, knocks someone out. Where like next, no, like clearly, no. there's, clearly there's plenty of technique behind it, but sometimes it looks like a schoolyard fight that he just sprints and punches them and that, that's just it. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. But <laughs> the finishing combo that he knocked him out with was he folded him like a deck chair and the closer the I just want to see him and Joshua. That's yeah, just it. Like yeah. what more do you want? Yeah. Like this is what the world is building towards. Um before the fight I thought like Walder would if he was taking on Joshua he'd definitely win. Mm. But after seeing that, I'm sort of like maybe he's gonna be that like tentative against Joshua as well and I can't wait to see that fight. That's the fight. Yeah, I, I feel it. like it's going to be a pick em fight. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I almost feel like I'll have to see more face-to-face personal interactions to be like, yay or nay. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it, you know what? Yeah. I know what I wouldn't be adverse to seeing. Seeing like someone like Wilder fighting maybe like a Bellew because Bellew's friends with um, Joshua and then like fighting him and then Joshua fights someone else and like they're on the same, but on the same card. So therefore, there was an interaction after. But I, I'm ready to see them fight each other now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. if there is struggles in negotiations, because I feel like the bigger Wilder, the more Wilder fights, the more he's going to want the money. And the more Joshua fights, he's going to want the money. And like Joshua's going to say, they're the money fight. And Wilder's going to say, he's the money fight. So I hope, like, I feel like there's so much negotiation boxing. And like so many people put their hands in the pie that like, <laughs> that's why fights don't get made. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 
Although, although they've been doing a better job, like if you can sort McGregor, yeah. yeah, if you can sort McGregor Mayweather, I think you should be able to sort Waller and or Joshua or Joshua, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So great knockout. Um, it's, it's I'm going to say maybe not Waller's best performance, no. but look, forty you know got the job done, got the job done, and the heavyweight division is frighteningly good. This, yeah, at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, Tyson Fury even trying to get in there as well. Yeah, I can't wait to see Fury come back and Fury should fight the winner of. Hay versus Bellew and then after he does that the winner of that should fight the winner of Wilder Joshua I, I, the, uh, I just Fury switched a character that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, it would just liven it up he's sort of like Conor McGregor he was, he was on I don't know whether it was Instagram stories or Snapchat I, I saw like a snip of, uh, of him on, on one of the you know the websites that pop up on Facebook mm-hmm. and, like Tony Bellew was calling him out saying like he, he punches hard on them and then, then he was like literally laughed out loud and go give it a rest Tony <laughs> alright so I, I, Fury's the biggest character out of all of them. Yeah, and the biggest. Yeah, the, uh, but I think the funny thing about Fury is that there, are, the, uh, so many of them are like, I'm gonna knock you out, I'm gonna knock you out. And like Fury just laughs at them, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just funny. Yeah, he literally just won the world title and went off the rails same night. Yeah, and I remember him singing and all. Yeah, like yeah, but like he's taking his top off and like, look, you you're built in the lab. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I drink ten, po- I drink like twenty points. It's grand. He's a bit of a twinkle toes and a, a movement as well. Yeah, very good, very elegant for a, like an absolute giant. Yeah, that's. It's just the heavyweight division is the best division in boxing by a mile. Yeah, we're all, yeah, we're also looking out for Mikey Collins' fight, which is on Paddy's Day as yeah. well. That's just a little under two weeks. Um, maybe one other bit of break news that you'll probably hear by the time the podcast release that. Canelo Alvarez failed a drug test for clenbuterol, and if you those of you who don't know what clenbuterol is, it's like a weight cutting and endurance um, performance enhancing substance. Uh, apparently, it's in a lot of contaminated meats in Mexico. So I don't know what the story with that is, but I'm sure once we let you know, or once we find out what the story is, we will let you know on Instagram stories. So keep a lookout for it. Yeah, is that? I think, oh, that wraps, got, I think that wraps up everything. There's, there's no there's, the only fights going on this weekend is Bam alone, and that's yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Are you gonna watch it? Yeah, it was on Friday, so I'll check it out, yeah. 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 Um, but, like, really, so have a look at the card. I think recently Re- 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 Key is fine, I think it is. All right, well, yeah. might give it a lurk if it's, uh, if it's, it's yeah. easy to watch. Yeah, I think uh, Yeah, I think what they do is they put it on Facebook Live. Oh, well, then I'll watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, so it's handy enough, yeah. So, guys, thanks a million for tuning in, as always. And, as always, stay energised.